0: You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily GOAT.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how are we doing today?
0: Good, good. It's getting to the point of the year where uh, the NFL is starting to drag, so that's fun.
1: Your favorite time of the year, Peter. NFL season gets to, I don't want to say the twilight, because we're not there yet, but uh, we're rapidly approaching the season, I should say the weeks in which everybody is constantly going to look at the playoff seedings, who's on the bubble, who's in, that sort of thing. In my opinion, this week started it, and it's going to continue for the rest of the year, Peter, so gear up. All right, Peter, so let's talk about how we did last week. Ah, uh, Peter. I did three. I went three and two last week. I finally was above five hundred. I know it took me like two or three weeks after I kind of went on a a little bit of a downswing, but I I, I think it was capped off by my good win on Monday night. Uh, I'll save that for the end. So for my wins, I had the Steelers plus two and a half against the Saints. Uh they Pittsburgh. They won that game outright. And they won that game. I don't want to call it in dominant fashion, but they won the game by what, by what ten points? I think. Yeah. Uh, I also good. had the. Yeah, 20 to 10. I also had the Bucks minus two and a half right against the Seahawks. Got a little hairy at the end, but Tom Brady and company hung on. Uh, and then my other win was the Commanders plus 11 against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Um, the Commanders won that game outright. Uh, that was a big W there. And my losses, uh, my premium pick, of course, was wrong again for the sixth consecutive week. Uh, I had the Rams minus three. Uh, in my defense, Peter, uh, Matt Stafford, I anticipated on him playing because we recorded this earlier in the week. That did not come to fruition. So, hey, I'll, I'll take my L, though. Uh, my other incorrect pick was the Raiders minus six. And we'll talk about the Raiders later, but bloodbaths for the Raiders down there in Vegas. Can't get any lower than that. So, uh, yeah, three and two on the week, 0 and one on my premium.
0: So I was uh, two and four. I lost my premium. So we won on the Panthers plus three. I told you it was pretty, did easy that, yeah. it was pretty easy. call that. Yeah. It's pretty easy picking Thursday games. I don't know what you And then uh, we won on the Bucks minus two and a half in Germany, hell yeah. And then uh we lost uh Bears minus 2 premium. Thanks a lot, Kicker. I don't even know what your name is, but thanks a lot. <laughs> and uh Cowboys minus 5, that's an absolute joke. They were leading 14 points, I think. Yeah. Second half. And then 49ers minus 7. Almost,
1: but 1 point shy, right? Yep. Damn. It's all right, Peter. I mean, uh, you still have a better record than me, so uh you can take that to the bank. I'll do uh, it, really? Yeah, I believe so. I'm 23 and 27, I think. Oh, cool. I'm 25 and twenty five. Yeah, you get a two-game lead over me. All right, so Peter, I think it's probably a good thing to start uh, talking about that Bucks seattle game in Germany. I want to talk about it for a couple of reasons. Uh, one being, did you see that environment down there in Germany? It was 10 times better the environment than the games that were played in London for the past couple of years, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think the players might have complained about the field. I don't really know. But, yeah, the fans were absolutely electric. They they were, like, in the field, like, two hours. I saw a video on Twitter. They were, like, in the field, like, two hours after the game was over. I was like, dang. They're definitely going to go back, like, yeah, anywhere.
1: Like, I thought the environment was crazy. The fans were so loud. Uh, I don't want to call it, like, a Super Bowl environment, but it was a playoff environment for sure. Uh, I thought the crowd was fantastic. And I think the NFL should absolutely continue to play these games in Germany. And honestly, I think that, like I said before, I think the German crowd was better than what they had in England and Mexico City, which they've had a couple times as well. But the Bucks ended up winning that game 21-16. to uh, Tom Brady, of course, makes history. He's the first quarterback to win in Germany. And Peter, he's also the first quarterback to win on three continents. Fun fact.
0: Oh, because he was in Mexico, yeah?
1: Yes. Yep. And uh, I so how many countries? Because he's won in England as well. So, four? Yeah, he's, he's Tom Brady making history every stripe of the way. Uh, So, yeah, Peter, Uh, the Bucks were up in this game. And it looked like they had the game put away. Brady threw a bad interception, and Gino got a little hot at the end. He almost came back, but he came just short. Uh, And Tom Brady, of course, moved to 4-0 uh, overseas. So, yeah, what was your uh, takeaway on that game?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Brady kind of looked good. They have no run game again. Wonder Fournette is supposed to be back after their bye. Didn't look good. I mean, that O-line still looks terrible. The division is what it is. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, the and then the other side, the Seahawks have to be worried about the 49ers, but I think they'll make a wild, wild card spot, especially yeah. with the uh, games later that we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I this was a game that Tampa Bay had to have. Um, they were up. They came in as a favorite. I understand Seattle has a better record, but I felt like Tampa Bay needed this game. They need to string some wins together. And they did that when this game. Tom Brady did enough. Uh, the offense as a whole, the offensive line is still uh shaky, you know what I mean? Uh, as Peter, you just described. But yeah, it was a big win for Tampa Bay, and I think they have a clear hold on that on the NFC South. And I think they're gonna have a clear hold for the rest of the season. Like I said, for the last couple weeks, weeks, Tampa's gonna win ten. Nine, they're getting you know nine and eight, ten and seven, something like that. They're going to be the four seed in the NFC, and um, who knows how everything's going to shake out in the NFC? I believe it is still a, a conference that is wide open. Uh, there is not much clarity, in my opinion. There is a couple teams that may stand out at the top, but there's just seems to be a lot of congestion, and I think Tampa Bay will be there when it's all said and done in terms of uh, teams that have an opportunity to compete in the NFC Championship.
0: Yeah, I didn't know where I saw that. It might have been on ESPN. But uh, when was the year that, oh, wait, I think it was like when they lost to the Eagle, when the Patriots lost to the Eagles. Like Brady can face like Daniel Jones and then like crap, like Kirk Cousins and then. Yeah, I mean. Something like that. Just like keep going.
1: You want to um, play the string here for a second. Tom Brady, let's say in the first round of the four seed, they're going to play the, the five seed. Let's say it's the New York Giants and Daniel Jones, right? In the wild card. Brady, of course, has the advantage there in terms of quarterback play. Let's say you get that W. Then you could be facing a divisional matchup against the NFC North champs, which is Kirk Cousins. You know, and Tom Brady, in my opinion, he's he's clearly superior than Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins, who is a notorious choker. I mean, it's not crazy to say the Bucs could win that game. And then all of a sudden you blink and he's in the NFC title game against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. You know, like it is there's different scenarios that pre- present themselves that are favorable for Tom Brady and the Bucks. Is it going to happen? We'll see.
0: And two things to note: uh, after this game, there's no odds. I was just looking it up. There are no odds for uh rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. So that's probably bad. And then, really? uh, rip to Giselle and Brady.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. RIP. She they got a new man's on uh, according to TMZ. Yeah. Also, Peter, I want to correct myself here before I sound like an idiot. Um, Tom Brady is four and zero in four different countries. I don't know. I didn't mean to say continents because Mexico is, is in North America. I didn't mean to say continents. I meant countries. So yeah. I apologize for that. All right, uh, Peter. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Rams. It was an NFC West showdown in which the Rams have practically owned the Cardinals uh, for a long time. Uh, I, Peter, I think uh, I picked the Rams ever since they've started playing the Cardinals for the last two years, uh, and it's worked out favorably. We all remember what happened in that wild card game between the Cardinals and Rams last year. The Rams absolutely owned them. So, again, Peter, as I described earlier in the podcast, I picked the Rams to win this game with the knowledge of Matthew Stafford as a starting quarterback. Of course, Stafford was not, and it was John Wolford. And Kyler Murray was also out. Colt McCoy was the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. So it was a game of backup quarterbacks, if you paid money to see that. And the Cardinals won the game 27-17. to 17, But the lead takeaway was Cooper Cup, uh, he left the game with the high ankle sprain he's going to miss the next month. To six weeks so that's a significant injury for the rams and looks like the Rams season could slowly be spiraling out of control
0: yeah the ram season is over i mean as we saw throughout the whole season i mean cooper cup is 75 80 of their offense they can't run the ball they can't block for anybody their defense is not that good either what was hopkins on ram i didn't even watch any of this game yes was horrible, yeah was ramsey on hopkins all whole time or for most of the most of the, game, he,
1: most of the game most of the game
0: Oh, then he got burned. But like, yeah, I mean, ripped to the Rams. I mean, good story. Super Bowl hangover for sure, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of things with the Rams. It's something that I've been talking about for the last I mean, not in this podcast. I mean, it's it free uh it's before we started doing this podcast. Uh, I just thought the Rams' ability to kind of pass on picks, uh, it was a pass on draft picks would eventually catch up to them, and I think that's caught up to them on the offensive line. And I think that stemmed uh, from their issues this season. I think their offensive line has been abysmal since day one. They haven't been able to get that under control. They got their quarterback killed, Matt Stafford, with a concussion, uh, who has regressed from his elbow injury. I think that's been a hey, was that in
0: practice? Like I don't know.
1: Even... No, that's just something that I guess he's kind of had to deal with in the off season. And like, no, I mean that
0: concussion. Like, oh that came out yeah, of I'm nowhere. not sure that came out of nowhere.
1: I'm not sure you're right because that kind of came out of nowhere on Wednesday. So. uh I'm not really sure when that kind of started, but if it was in practice or the game, uh, whatever you want to call it, he missed the game. He could miss next week as well. And I understand Super Bowl hangover is a real thing, but the Rams, their expectations, they're a team that should have been vying for the NFC West, and they're just not. And I understand it's been a lot of injuries, but I think it's been the offensive line. I think that's the main catalyst.
0: And uh, you can't kid yourself on Kyler Murray. He wanted to be out. MW2 has been out for like three weeks.
1: Yeah, he's, he's got to get those. Uh, he's got a prestige. Is that still a thing? Prestige.
0: I think. Or get those gold guns. I guess.
1: Get those gold guns. All right, Peter. Uh, let's talk about the Lions and the Bears. Right. Talk about uh, Noah's Lions of rough in the basket. Shout out Noah. Uh, the Detroit Lions. They won a road game here. Uh, and this said this was a game they really had no business winning. Uh, they trailed in the game by a large margin. Uh, and they ended up coming from behind and they won thirty-one to thirty over the Chicago Bears. And you could argue, Peter, that the Bears kicker cost them. Uh, like you talked about when you were uh, earlier in the podcast, they missed that extra point in the fourth quarter. That was a crucial miss, but you got to give it to Jared Goff. He executed an important fourth quarter drive. Uh, and Jared Goff, who I think we both can agree that is, he's an okay quarterback, like whatever you want to call him, average, below average, whatever you want. Hey, I was touting him
0: to win MVP like week four.
1: You did. You, you did give him the MVP crowd after week four. But like you put that in a vacuum, like who is he? He's an average to below average quarterback. He lost, of course, T.J. Hawkinson, who was traded to the Vikings. Uh, His run game has been sort of been by committee with Williams and DeAndre Swift. And his pass catchers are kind of been guys that are, I don't want to say fringe NFL players. Of course, St. Brown is a legitimate player in this league. But other than that, it's kind of just, eh. And he was able to keep the Lions in this game, and it was a big win. Now, I understand Justin Fields had another good game, but uh, if you're Justin Fields, you got to be kicking yourself that you weren't able to get this W.
0: I mean Justin Fields. He can run all over the place. He's cemented himself better than Trevor Lawrence in that draft class. I need to get a uh, I need to get a Justin Fields jersey. Just like
1: you cement your uh, like, sticking your flag in it.
0: A, I have Justin Fields and uh, not to play the whatever fantasy card, but I, I have Jalen Hurts and uh, Justin Fields, and I'm playing Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. I mean the the Lions defense still looks absolutely terrible. I don't get.
1: Yeah, it's still the worst in the league.
0: But the Bears' defense is... And what's I up think, with Chase Claypool? He doesn't do anything?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, you look at Chase Claypool, I don't know how we, I was curious how he would fit in that offense, and it hasn't really panned out yet. Eventually, it could, but... Mid-season, when you come from one offensive style to another, it, it there is some growing pains, and I think we saw it earlier in the year with Justin Fields with Matt Eberflus and that his offensive play caller and all that sort of thing, it's it's going to take a little bit to get getting used to. I think eventually... Claypool will eventually find his footing, but right now he just doesn't necessarily have it. And it's been the whole Justin Fields show in Chicago, um, but it hasn't translated into W's every week yet. But uh, it's he's clearly taken some big steps here over the last month, month and a half. I don't even know how long has it been. Month? Month yeah, and a half? Yeah, I think it's been like a month. Yeah, I don't even know.
0: And where's Jamison Williams? He's just not going to play this year. <laughs> the long ACL under.
1: Yeah, he got hurt, believe, in that championship game in January. So the ACL is typically a nine month injury. So his recovery time would probably be around this month to next month. But Peter, if you're the Detroit lions who are firmly out of playoff position or firmly are playing for the future, I think you give Jameson Williams some time. Let him decide when he's ready to come back. There's no reason to necessarily rush him. That's fair. All right, let's move on to my Vegas Raiders who uh, continue to be a dumpster fire. Uh, The Colts, who ha- <laughs> Who brought in Jeff Saturday from the ESPN booth uh, to coach this game? Defeated Josh McDaniels and the Vegas Raiders twenty-five to twenty. Peter, my Vegas Raiders fall to two and seven on the year, and Derek Carr was crying in his post-game press conference. And I'll tell you what, Peter, I picked the Raiders minus six in this game. I felt very confident about this game. If I was still in a survivor pool, I would have picked the Raiders for this. I was that confident in this, despite the fact the Raiders have a very bad record and we're coming into the game with two wins. I thought Josh McDaniels and company would scheme it up against Jeff Saturday, fresh out of the ESPN booth. I think the Raiders were throwing a curveball when Matt Ryan was the starting quarterback as opposed to Sam Ellinger. And I think Matt Ryan played well. That Raiders defense is really, really bad. Really, really bad. I think Derek Carr has continued to not progress. And Peter, my takeaway after this game uh, is Derek Carr is likely gone at the end of the season. I think that's apparent. And I think that's why he's kind of letting the emotion get the best of him on his post game press conference. Um, And I, I'm going to continue to say that Josh McDaniels will not get fired at the end of the season. As I've said before, Mark Davis is not going to, he's not going to pay two coaches buyouts, specifically McDaniels after one NFL season. Um, along with Dave Ziegler, the GM who was just brought over as well. And Mark Davis said that in his, uh, I guess, I think he talked to the Las Vegas Review-Journal after the game, and he said McDaniels isn't going anywhere, despite the fact that it's been a, a bumpy road in Vegas. So uh, this is rock bottom for the Raiders and McDaniels, Peter. This is my rock bottom. I imagine it really can't get much worse than this, losing to Jeff Saturday. And I'm a big Coaching Matters guy. Like, I really believe in that stuff, especially in the NFL. And uh, my narrative kind of got dunked on
0: did you did you let it all out? I'll be real short. Did you let it all out?
1: Yeah, that's all I got. That's,
0: that's some good therapy. I mean, I mean, Raiders, absolute absolute dumpster fire. They are the worst team I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, I got another prediction for you, Peter. I got another prediction. There right, you go. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. That Sunday night game, uh, Patriots Raiders. Uh, we will be attending. <laughs> I think he's gonna get flexed.
0: <laughs> well, they. I saw at the, Well, I mean, we we have rooting interest now because we're going to Vegas. But like, I think they can't. I don't even know what they want to flex it to though. Because they can't take it from Saturday games, I guess.
1: I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just
0: Oh yeah, for it, sure that should be flexed. But... I don't know,
1: man. I don't know. Just it's just not been good. It's just not been good.
0: I mean the Raiders, so like uh Yeah, that's that's really it. Yeah. Darren Waller, I don't think, is ever gonna play again.
1: I oh another I, I keep saying I keep forgetting these takes. Darren Waller is also gone at the end of the year. I think they're like I said, the couple of oh, He gone. is on IR. He did get placed on IR. Yeah, but there's some issues. It's a hamstring. I think the team wants him back. He doesn't want to come back. The team just paid him, so now he's kind I don't know. There's there's some disagreement there. And also uh the backup tight end they have over there, um, Foster whose name is Foster Moreau. I think he can do just enough. And I think he's uh somebody I think McDaniels might lean on in a year or two.
0: And Jeff Saturday doesn't uh doesn't tank. I mean, Matt Ryan is the right quarterback if you want to actually win. Sam Elger, I yeah. although he's a rookie, he looks absolutely lost out there. Jonathan Taylor, uh, welcome back, I guess. Mm. But if Jeff Saturday can beat the Eagles after beating Josh McDaniels, give him the coach of the year like tomorrow. Like it's that easy.
1: Seriously, and I think you look. If you're Frank Reich, you got to be sitting here like, "Oh, I got a, I got a raw deal here now." He, because <laughs> there was a lot of rumors that owner of the Colts Jim Irsay wanted Sam Ellinger to play as opposed to Matt Ryan, and now all of a sudden, Chef Saturday gets brought in from the ESPN booth, and Matt Ryan's the quarterback, and all of a sudden, he looks like he's a functional football player again. Tough. I one. mean, on the
0: uh, yeah, on the other side too, Josh McDaniels versus Nathaniel Hackett. Yikes. Like the loser should just get like not
1: let back into the facility. Loser gets fired. (laughs) All right, Peter, let's move on to the Sunday night game. The 49ers chargers 49ers ended up winning this game 22 to 16. Jimmy Garoppolo. He is now has an 11 and two record when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. Uh, I saw this stat on ESPN and you had this listed in our script. And I think that's absolutely crazy when you really fathom it. I think that shows that how good of an offense Kyle Shanahan runs and how he's able to get the most out of his quarterbacks. Uh, but uh, apparently it hasn't really worked out other than when Garoppolo was under center. Well, so, I mean, his
0: defense carries him too, though.
1: Yeah, the defense as well, for sure. And one thing that I want to say about the Charger side of things, Peter, I know defensively they're really beat up. Of course, Joey Bosa, JC Jackson. Uh, and offensively they're beat up as well. Like we all know that Keenan Allen hasn't played. Williams has been hurt. But I think Justin Herbert has regressed a little bit. Uh, it feels like he's not seeing the field as well. I think he's not really taking some chances downfield. And uh, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm a little bit concerned. However, I do think it's more on the coaches than Herbert and the pieces surrounding Herbert. But, yeah. I'm uh, not. He doesn't look like he's the same player this year to me.
0: Yeah. I'm not really concerned because it's not really fair. You don't no. have your wide receiver one, two,
1: no, or, no. Like three. So
0: I I think it's fine. You have Austin Eckler
1: and like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think when you look at the charges and how they're, how Brandt Staley runs the team, it's, a lot of taking chances on these fourth downs and that sort of thing and going forward. And that doesn't necessarily put the offense in the best part of success, especially when the offensive line is beat up and the skill position players are beat up. And Herbert's beat up himself with or that rib injury. Or long, yeah, and he got taken was.
0: out of this game too. For a yeah, and
1: a rumor there was a head injury, but he, he passed the concussion protocol and he was good and all. I think he missed the, the final three plays and Chase Daniel played. So... Yeah, uh, the Chargers, who are a team that I believe, Peter, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had them in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I have a dumpster fire. Yeah, I have the Chargers bugs. Yikes. Yeah, so
1: I think the Chargers are a fringe playoff team. I don't think they're a lock by any stretch, uh, and I think they're lumped in with the middle, with those wildcard teams, with the Patriots, with the Jets, with the Bengals, with that sort of of, um, grouping.
0: They do have to fire whoever their doctor is. Well, not unless they did it after Ty, I assume they did after Tyrod Taylor, but I don't. Be- I don't
1: believe they did. I'm like, actually I'm actually a hundred percent sure they did not.
0: It's year after year too. Like, just wait like two more weeks, and Derwin James is gonna go down. It's been way too long for him to still be out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Chargers are supposedly gonna get some of their ski their key skill position players back, but uh, they haven't. They haven't had anyone yet. So I'm
0: good on the 49ers. Watch them to make the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, 49ers are a sleeper. They're a sleeper team. at the McCaffrey, who we both expected to fit that offense well. He's absolutely done that. He's been a complimentary, and Elijah Mitchell was running the ball hard in this game. And
0: yeah, if you want to split carries, good a good trade. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: But if if you like take away the trade, which you can't, but let's just say, like, you you don't look at the the trade compensation, McCaffrey and Mitchell, they do uh complement each other very well like I think the offense runs pretty fluidly but yeah when you look at it in a vacuum you gave up a second a third a fourth and a fifth and you're gonna split carries with Elijah Mitchell who's missed a large portion of this year definitely not ideal if you're John Lynch and company but Kyle Shanahan continues to win games I think they are are real contenders to win the NFC West especially if Seattle kind of comes back down to earth which is entirely possible so yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of this 49ers team, and I think they're a sleeper to make a real run, which is so ironic, after their franchise or quote unquote franchise quarterback, third overall pick goes down with that bad injury, season ending, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who wasn't even allowed to practice in training camp with the Niners. Remember, he was on a separate field; he wasn't he he wasn't allowed to practice with the team. After the 49ers tried to find a deal, couldn't. But when do did they it. make the Super Bowl? Like three years ago? 2019. So three years ago. Yep, against the Chiefs, they lost that game. But yeah, you look at it since, and they haven't, they haven't really been able to put things together since. And if Garoppolo can stay healthy, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs or win a playoff game. Like I think they're good enough.
0: For sure, I think they will surprise some people unless they so move too. into the Bucks. To be honest,
1: but- yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Fox's game of the week, Peter. And it was, it was a tell you what. Packers, Cowboys, it feels like every time these teams play each other, there's always some controversy. Controversy. There's always an, a great game. And I think this game um, was right there with one of the best Cowboys Packers games of recent memory. Now the Cowboys were up in this game, Peter, 28 to 14. But what does Mike McCarthy do best? He blows leads. And the Packers won the game in overtime, 31 to 28. I think the big second guess is uh, Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth and three at the Packers 35-yard line, as opposed to kicking a 53-yard field goal uh, for the win, uh, not for the win in overtime, but to go up in overtime, uh, the Packers would have a chance to win or go for the tie. Uh, And Mike McCarthy went for it and did not get it. And uh, I think that was a complete failure from Mike McCarthy and company, on top of the fact that they blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dak Prescott in this game did not necessarily impress me. My guy Tony Pollard, Peter, continues to show why he's a better running back than Zeke Elliott. And, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, I know the Cowboys' defense might get some crap for allowing 17 unanswered points, but that Cowboys' offense, to me, uh, underperformed late in the game. And Mike McCarthy does what Mike McCarthy does, Peter, blows games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was only a matter of time, I guess. I mean, Dak Prescott looked lost. I think he literally looks lost uh, since he came back from injury. I don't think Elliott's going to come back – I don't, I don't think they have urgency. Like, C.D. Lamb was a beast, but, like, that's a, that's about it. But, I mean, the Packers, they had to win this game. If, if this is, like, the best spot they're probably in. They still don't have a receiver. I don't care if Christian Watson gets three touchdowns. I really don't. Like, that's an OBJ spot for sure, right? Like, he's not going to the Cowboys anymore. I wouldn't go there.
1: I don't think he's going to the Packers because he wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to compete and. In- Despite the fact that the Packers stayed alive with this win, they're a fringe playoff team at best. I think Odell wants to go to a serious contender, which is if you I don't know if you consider Dallas, but what San Francisco, Kansas so City, Buffalo, something like that. I don't think he and here's the thing. If he goes to those teams, he's he's a complimentary piece. He's not like the guy. If he goes to Green Bay, he's the guy. And I don't think he necessarily wants that coming off that major injury. I think he made his money um with the Rams. Being a complimentary piece to Cooper Cup in that offense. And I think he could, he would do the same thing with like Stefan Diggs in Buffalo, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, uh, Debo Samuel in San Fran, something like that. If he goes to Green Bay, he's the guy, like the guy, pressures on his shoulders dealing with Aaron Rodgers, who 38 year old Aaron Rodgers is uh, cranky, as I would call him cranky at this point in his career. That's
0: an understatement. But yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, that's what I think on the Odell sweepstakes. But This was a game that the Cowboys, I think, they're going to eventually kick themselves at the end of the year because they're in a real dogfight in the NFC East. Despite the fact that the Eagles lost, uh, the Giants continue to win. The Commanders are staying afloat. And I don't know, like, I understand they had that good run with Cooper Rush where they were able to stay afloat and get some Ws tied together. But this was a game. You're up by 14. I know you're on the road, and it's Lambeau Field, and I get all that. But this was such a a win they could have easily had. CeeDee Lamb had his best game of the season. He had his way with that Packers defense. He, I think, he had ten catches for 135 yards and two touchdowns. He was awesome in the game, and the Packers secondary had no answer for him whatsoever. And all that with no wins, you know. And I think that's uh, something that if you're a Cowboys fan, you gotta be annoyed about.
0: And then yeah, I mean, you're facing the Vikings this week. Good loss. And then the Giants. I mean, I don't know how good everybody thinks the Giants are, but they gotta be okay on Thanksgiving. And then the best coach of all time, Jeff Saturday. So. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. And that Peter, that's a good segue to talk about the next game, the Vikings bills, which in my opinion, Peter, it might've been the best football game I've ever seen in my life. And Peter, you, uh, so you wrote, of course, I mentioned before you wrote the script for our podcast today and you perfectly laid out, uh, the, um, the circumstances for this game. So the Vikings ended up winning this game 33 to 30 over the bills in overtime. Uh, so this is what happened in the last minute of the fourth quarter, Peter. Uh, I'll read you word for word of what you wrote here. Um, Justin Jefferson proves he is not human. Uh, So he caught that ridiculous 32-yard one-handed catch on 4th and 18. Before I continue, Peter, uh, is Justin Jefferson the best receiver in the NFL?
0: I think so. I mean, unless it's Cooper Cup, but I feel like they uh, both bring different uh, things to their game, I guess. Yeah, Maybe Slaw is Cup and Jefferson's most all-around. I don't I
1: even know you, who number two be. Like uh, This is my, my top three would be Jefferson one. I would say Tyreek Hill two, Cooper Cup three. That's how I would do it. But again, I think Justin Jefferson's right up there. He is, I said he'd win the triple crown uh, for the receiver position, and uh, he's right there up there competing for sure. He,
0: he could for sure. I mean, yeah. Tyreek Hill doesn't win it.
1: That's what I'm saying. If Ty, But Tyreek Hill is kind of getting in the way with the yards.
0: Nice Thanks, <laughs> Tua.
1: So, yeah, all right, Peter. So take you back here. It's fourth and 18. Justin Jefferson catches a ridiculous 32, one, 32 yard one handed catch. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's everywhere. Uh, then the Vikings were stuffed at the goal line on a sequence that included a trip by Kirk Cousins uh, and a catch by Jefferson, which was ruled down at the one yard line. It was initially ruled a touchdown, but they reviewed it back and it was down at the one. Then the Vikings, uh, then an offside penalty was called, moved the Vikings closer, but they were unable to push Kirk Cousins on a fourth and goal sneak. And it looked like the Bills were going to win, right? All Josh Allen was to do was not allow a touchdown. That's all he had to do. One job. But with 41 seconds left in the game, uh, with the Bills up 27-23, the Vikings smothered Josh Allen, who loses the ball in the end zone. The Vikings take a 30-27 lead. All this with 40 seconds left in the game. So then it looked like Minnesota was going to win. Then Gabe Davis, who was awesome in that last drive with 36 seconds left, uh, he had that catch that was ruled a catch but i don't think it was nobody Uh,
0: thought nobody thought that was it
1: wasn't but however it was under two minutes you can't challenge it uh it set up a tyler bass 29 yard field goal to force overtime so then look we're in overtime right and um peter you put this note in and it's perfect uh should coaches be allowed to challenge in the last two minutes in the last two minutes Uh, yeah i I think so
0: yeah, I put that because Belichick said that. Yeah, Belichick
1: agrees. Line. So I, I think so too. We saw this this was a this is a bad call. You know, yeah, it, I don't know how I,
0: I didn't see the sideline, but I didn't know how the Bills coach didn't like lose. I mean the Vikings coach did not lose his mind after that. Yeah.
1: Crazy, crazy. But again, you you look at the booth in the NFL and they should have reviewed that and they didn't. Yeah, right. So now we're yeah. Now we're in overtime, Peter. So this is all in one like minute. <laughs> The Vikings win the toss. They can't get a touchdown. They settle for a field goal. So this leads the Bills an opportunity to win the game in overtime. So no bitching, Josh Allen. You got the ball. You have a chance to win. No bitching. Right, Peter? No bitching. So uh, the Bills driving down the field, and it looked like, to me anyway, I thought Josh Allen and the Bills were going to win this game. And uh, Josh Allen throws an interception of Patrick Peterson uh, to end the game. Vikings win it, like I said, 33-30 to in overtime. The Vikings Somehow, are still eight and one. Uh, it was a bad loss for the Bills. They lose the division lead in the AFC East at the moment to the Dolphins. And Josh Allen, all of a sudden, has become a turnover machine in the last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I don't but, know. You know what, what's be- your
1: takeaway in the game as a whole?
0: I mean, you're right. If it's not the Chiefs Bills last year, this might be the best game we've ever seen in our whole life. Well, maybe not maybe the twenty eighth to three, but that's uh, more reasons than just because. But yeah. you no, know, this this game was the best all the way around for for sure. I mean, yeah. but that catch shouldn't have been a catch. It's just, it is what it is. And Josh Allen, you get the ball back, and you're just throwing picks left and right. I, I don't know if it's because of his elbow injury. I don't know if it's because he's turning into old Josh Allen and he's getting exposed somehow. But Bills Bill need to wake up, though. Like, they're sliding real fast. And how do you have Tua in front of you? Come on, bro.
1: Be better. But Josh Allen in his last 3 games he's got has a 58.82 completion percentage he has 3 touchdowns and 6 interceptions a quarterback rating of 67.2 he also has a a lost fumble in that and he has had four turnovers in the red zone lately it feels like he's forcing balls now you bring up the elbow and i think that's something that should be brought up but i think the elbow that elbow's only been a one week thing uh it, this is his turnovers has stemmed even the two weeks prior to that and he can't
0: be that hurt because, like, the whole fourth quarter, he's just trucking people, yeah, running over people. Like, he's, I don't care yeah. how he plays do.
1: so recklessly. Uh, Noah of Ruff in the basket. He was a real proponent uh, of Josh Allen being in this game at all. He thought Allen should sit. He thinks he thought Buffalo should give him the week off uh, that his elbow wouldn't be right. And he was shaking the elbow a time after he threw an interception. And he made a tackle. He was down on the turf for a couple minutes. So, I don't think Allen's right terms of his health and i think uh he's turning the ball over way too much and uh on the viking side of things we got to give him credit peter uh, i don't want to like give no this is good for you. credit future. but this is good, good for, for my your... futures
0: no, wait do you have a ticket
1: no i don't have a ticket oh why do you even ask that you know i don't have a ticket but... yeah
0: you don't have a ticket i mean i don't believe in the vikings at all i think that kirk cousins is going to turn a pumpkin i mean he tried to give this game away
1: mm-hmm yeah, I don't think Cousins played particularly well. I think Justin Jefferson just stood on his head and won this game. I think Dalvin Cook, he did some things in this game. And I think the Vikings' defense, they got the turnovers when they needed them. Patrick Peterson, right, turning back the clock, a couple interceptions, good for him. Um, but, yeah, if you're the, I, I still think, look, if the Bills and the Vikings would play each other again, uh, I would take the Bills in that matchup, I think, um, unless the Vikings do something to change that. And we've seen the Vikings kind of struggle in these big moments. And they have another one next week when they're hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's a relatively big game for them. And the Vikings, are, they're, they're playing with house money. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to win the NFC North. and um, Well, oh,
0: they can sleep to the NFC North. Yeah, they,
1: look, they have eight wins already. They can sleep to the NFC North title. But can they get it done in the playoffs? Can they win a playoff game against Tom Brady and the Bucks? Can they win a playoff game against Garoppolo and the Niners? Can they win a playoff game against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? All this stuff is going to come home in a roost if you're Kirk Cousins. He can put to get, he can put away his narrative that he can't win in big games this year. Like, that can be put away. If he wins one or two playoff games, like, if they get to the NFC title game, I think the Kirk Cousins is a choke artist. The narrative will slowly start to go away. But also another ticket that might look good, I don't think it's going to come to fruition, but Kevin O'Connell, Coach of the Year.
0: Yeah, he uh, is uh I was just looking that up, he's at plus 400 right now. He is the second favorite too.
1: Dable, right, or Sirianni?
0: Uh, Sirianni plus 100. Dable dropped down to three at plus 600. That's not even fair.
1: I still give Dable the award, in my opinion. Yeah, I would too. And I think Pete Carroll is being undervalued.
0: Pete Carroll plus 1,100.
1: Yeah, he, he's not he – I don't understand why he isn't valued. Oh, well, Mike McDaniel
0: plus 750 and Robert Saul plus 800.
1: Like, I said this last week or the week before. Like, Seattle legitimately traded their franchise quarterback, blew up the team. They cut that linebacker. What's his name? I can't um, space in it middle linebacker, Bobby Wagner. Like they moved on from all their pieces. Chris Carson retired in the off season. Like they're on their fourth string running back. Like I understand DK is still there and Lockett and all that. But Gino Smith has basically been out of the league since 2014. Like this was this first year being a starting quarterback since 2014. And they're above 500 and they're currently leading the NFC West. I don't know. Call me he crazy. He is but...
0: co-favorites now, Gino Smith for uh comeback part of the year. With who? Barkley, obviously.
1: Oh yeah, Barkley. Hmm. I think Barkley probably gets the not It's close though. I don't know. I'm. It's yeah, close. Probably. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah, it's close. All right, Peter. But, Yeah, one of the best games that I've ever seen personally. Now, uh, last game I want to get to the Commanders Eagles. Uh, the Commanders on Monday Night Football, uh, beat the Eagles, and the Eagles are no longer undefeated. Commanders won that game thirty-two to 20, thirty-two to twenty-one. Uh, and again, this was a sequence of a fourth sequence. Um, in the fourth quarter of some pretty crazy events, uh, Peter, I, um, I'm just gonna go quickly here to highlight it. Washington hit a crazy 55 yard field goal to take a five point lead. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company were not ex, were not able to execute a um drive in the fourth quarter to give them the lead. Uh, the Commanders got the ball back and they could all they needed was a first down to um ice the game. They weren't able to get that at first. Uh, and it looked like the Eagles were gonna get the ball back, but Taylor Heineke dropped back to throw. Uh, and Brandon Graham came in late after Taylor Heineke kind of took a knee, giving himself up in the play. They threw a flag, and uh, the Commanders ended up winning the game 32-21, to and then the Commanders got a touchdown at the end um, after uh, the lateral plays. But it was 26-21 uh, for the longest time. And uh, so I think the main story is should the flag have been thrown on that Taylor Heineke um, roughing the passer penalty?
0: More, more of that. I mean, it, it is called. It, it is what it is. I, if you don't agree with that, I mean, that's just how the game is called. But should I uh, talk about the Dallas Goddard? No, face mask call. Mm. That's the, that's I don't a, get how refs look that right in the – like, there's one on the sideline. They look that right in the face, and then they just don't throw the flag. Like, I don't get that at all. People are asking for, like, everything to be reviewed. I think that's a little too far.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because I, th- that's like going back to review the, the pass interference, and that didn't work. So I think
0: just, like, it'll just take too long. People are just going to – yeah. Challenge a
1: challenge, I guess. No, you're, you're right. You're right. And it, it, that stuff isn't going to happen. But I think the so Eagles are no longer undefeated. They are uh, they are uh, not going to finish the season undefeated. Not that I'm surprised or anything like that. Uh, I've been picking against the Eagles for a couple of weeks. i have been waiting for this. And they finally came home to roost. So, Peter, if you're the commanders and Ron Rivera, you finally have some life. Uh, do you roll with Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz?
0: No, nah, I keep uh, keep the train going. Taylor Heineke, I mean, he did uh, cover versus the Bucks whenever he started. Oh, when was that like two years ago?
1: Oh, in the wild card game, yes.
0: Yeah, so just keep it going. I mean, don't don't mess it up. Chase Young is returning this week, I think. Yes, he is. So you got you got everything on the back. Keep it going. I mean, not nice. I, I caught on the worst team like four weeks
1: ago. Hey, I picked them under for win total, but tell you what, it was all with Carson Wentz as a starter.
0: Yeah, fair. That's a, that's the, a, that's another bad that's a terrible
1: trade. Yeah. Honestly, like the whole Carson Wentz experiment, I think it's just completely done. Taylor Heineke. Look, he, I understand it's the Colts, but he orchestrated a two minute drive to beat the Colts. He Did they draft somebody? Washington. They yeah. drafted um Sam Howell in the fifth round. Yeah. Sam Howell was somebody Brandon Carr of in the basket was high on, but he ended up falling in the draft quite a bit. So I'm not sure if he's ever going to get his opportunity here, but Taylor Heineke provides a spark. It's not, always pretty sometimes, and sometimes it's a little lightning in the bottle, but whatever you want to call it, Washington is, they're in the hunt for a playoff spot at this point, and if Heineke can get them a couple more wins, who knows? You know, and I think they need to ride with him. Carson Wentz is just not that guy. He's just not, and I don't really care. I've been off of the Carson Wentz bandwagon for a long time now, and I personally just can't see Ron Rivera going back to Carson Wentz at this point.
0: Yeah, unless unless Taylor Heineke has injured obviously but yeah I don't see that either I'll I'll just roll with them I mean see what you got see if you have to sign somebody draft somebody
1: yeah exactly and one thing that was really talked about in the offseason was well Carson Wentz is making 30 million dollars Taylor Heineke is making two million dollars and Heineke was like yeah like they're not going to start me and he was right he was absolutely correct so uh, I would agree with you I would start Heineke all right Peter want to get into our picks Let's do it. All right, you want to lead off?
0: Yeah, I'll do it. I have Pats minus three first game versus the Jets at home. Please don't curse the Patriots, Jason, when you go to the game. But, I mean, we saw this game, what was it, two weeks ago, Bill Belichick off a bye. The Jets off a bye, too. But until Zach Wilson can actually show me that he can not even beat Bill Belichick, but, like, be confident versus Bill Belichick, I'll I'll just pick the Pats. This is a key game for both teams, though.
1: Oh, this this is a big game in the AFC as it is, you know, and uh, take it for both sides. Whoever you want to slice it, it's a big, 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 big game.
0: I don't believe in the Pats making the playoffs. I, I really don't, especially with everybody at the top. But if you want to make the playoffs, you be the Jets. I you- will say
1: the winner of this game might end up being a playoff team. Yeah. I I wouldn't be. I, it could come down to that. Um, my first pick, Peter. I'm gonna go with the Bears plus three. Uh, look, when you look at the Bears, I understand they lost and they uh they screwed you last week, losing by a point, but uh. I know they're going to Atlanta, but Atlanta seems to be finally hitting that struggling point at this time. They didn't look great on Thursday Night Football last week. Marcus Mariota might have had his worst game of the season. Uh, And I think the Bears can do enough in that offense. I like the Bears plus three in a shootout.
0: Yeah, I do as well. That's my premium pick of the week. I mean, maybe it's just as simple as bet the Bears when they're underdogs and don't bet the Bears when they're favorites. I think the Justin Fields magic will come back to life after this week. but. It is what it is. I think the Falcons should make a quarterback change, though.
1: So, so you, would, you would go with Desmond Riddler?
0: Yeah, eventually. It's going to
1: happen. Yeah, so they asked uh, Arthur Smith about it, and he's he's not ready to do that yet. And, but if Mariota does not perform well this week, then it could it could happen. But I, I do think Atlanta is still—they're still on still the hunt, you know what I mean, especially with that division being that bad. I understand, like, are they going to do it? Probably not. But they technically still have a shot, so— I think that's why they're going to roll with Mariota. My second pick, Peter, I'm gonna. this is my premium pick of the week. Bill's minus eight and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are swirling out of control. I think Kevin Stefanski could be on the hot seat. They're going into Buffalo. Cleveland just got waxed by Miami. I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Bills. They take care of business by double digits in this game. It's my premium pick of the week, and I think Josh Allen um, doesn't turn the ball over as much, and I think the Bills are... Pretty pissed they lost against the Vikings. So I, I like the Bills here by double digits.
0: Wait, you think Stefanski is going to get fired?
1: I think there's a real shot. Yeah, I think he's lost that team. I really do. Oh, wow. Because I, I thought he would he, get a free pass. And then... I, I, you could, a lot of people did, but I think it's getting really ugly. He's, it's not like they're just losing game. They're getting their ass kicked in a lot of these games. And I understand they beat the Bengals on that Monday night game and, and uh, that was a big win for them. But uh, no, I, I think Stefanski, I'm not saying he's going to get fired. But I think he is on notice, especially if they come out struggling when Watson comes back, which is in a couple weeks. That's
0: probably going to happen, though. Watson has a play. I, <laughs> I
1: agree, but Stefanski, he's going to struggle in two consecutive years now. I, I know he, he had that good year and he made the playoffs, won a game in 2020, but last year Cleveland didn't make the playoffs and then Baker Mayfield deteriorated there and Cleveland sits now at 3-6 and six, heading into Buffalo.
0: All right, my next pick, I have the under forty one and a half to the worst game probably on the whole. Like Broncos Raiders, uh, as I said before, that's a loser who leaves town. Like I don't even care. I was high on the Broncos last week. The whole Titans defense was out. I thought Russell Wilson off a buy. I think I thought it, the offense was going to get rejuvenated, but no, he killed Jerry Judy. Thank you, but it is what it is. So I don't care who wins. For your sanity, I hope the Raiders win, but it's not going to touch forty one and a half.
1: Yeah, for my sanity, right? Who knows how that's going to even take – who even knows? Uh, I almost picked that, and I was like, I'm not even going to touch that game. Uh, My next one, Giants minus three. Uh, Giants are at home against the Detroit Lions this week, and uh, I understand the Lions coming off a nice victory, but I just – I'm not a buyer in that Lions defense, and I I think Brian Dable continues his road of winning, and I think the Giants win this game. Minus three, Giants. Barkley is going to run for like 300 yards
0: yikes all right next pick i have the 49ers minus eight in mexico city versus probably kyler i don't know i don't know if he's done playing cod i I think that (laughs) call boy isn't is gonna start that's why i picked the 49ers minus eight
1: all right my next pick i'm gonna go with the cowboys minus one against the vikings i'm picking against the vikings peter cowboys coming off a really bad loss Vikings coming off of a really intense win in overtime and i think the cowboys a good bounce back for them i know they're on the road but uh, i think they get it done this week cowboys minus one
0: and my last pick, this is the last time I'm going to pick them unless they help me out. This is the last time I'm even going to be high on them. And Chargers plus seven, it's in a must-win must, must win game versus the Chiefs. I think he might get one, maybe even both, Mike Williams and Keenan Allenbeck. So they should be close to f- as full strength as they were in the beginning of the season. But it's literally win now or don't make the playoffs for the Chargers.
1: In my last pick, I'm gonna go with the under in that game. Total was set at 50. I just don't think that Chargers' offense is really up to par at this point in time, uh, and I think the Chiefs, who Juju uh, Smith-Schuster got hurt in the game, and I I don't think the Chiefs is necessarily their offense is like as dynamic as years past. 50 is a lot of points, and I like the under in this game, under 50.
0: uh quite quite under Schuler got it. absolutely exiled though.
1: Yeah, right. He he. I think he had what one catch for no receiving yards or something. Yeah, he he like over
0: snaps. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess they like Pacheco and uh, McKinnon. So that that backfield is full of question marks. So it's Peter, nobody can run the ball. Like nobody. I tell you what. The theme of this year's NFL, every offensive line sucks. Like every offensive line sucks, and every run game is like indifferent. Like it's like oh, like you're the really good running team, or you're a really shitty running team. Yeah, there's no like middle. No, exactly. Weird NFL year, Peter. Weird NFL year. So, next week, Peter, we can get in a playoff picture. How's that sound? Let's do the it. NFL,
0: sure. Hopefully, hopefully the Dolphins aren't in first place. But they might win oh, that th- division just out of spite. So,
1: so they have a bye week this week. So, if Buffalo wins, so Buffalo would be number one in the AFC East, right? At that point? Because they had more wins?
0: No, because the Dolphins beat them, didn't
1: they? Yes. Yeah, so, how many? Lo- yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Never mind. There you go,
0: Matt. I suck on that.
1: All right, Peter. So let's do something a little bit different. We don't really get into soccer much on this podcast, but the World Cup is on Monday. Finally, right? It's in Qatar. Uh, World Cup's a huge global event. Uh, I'm a soccer guy. I enjoy it. Um, And yeah, so me and Peter thought it'd be a good idea to uh, throw in some soccer to this episode. A little World Cup preview. We're going to talk about each group. We're going to pick our group winners. We're going to talk about uh, who's going to win the Golden Glove, the Golden Ball, and then Who's gonna make the final? Who's gonna win the World Cup? So we're gonna do our absolute best. Peter is gonna be Peter's gonna be ready to give his. Oh,
0: if you think my college football takes are good, oh, you you've seen nothing yet.
1: Oh, I don't even want to see these pronunciations. Oh, goodness gracious! To be
0: fair though, my college football takes are so bad that I I probably curse Alabama to not even gonna make the playoffs this year.
1: You did, but I will say Marvin Harrison Senior is a uh, Marvin Harrison Junior is a stud. You nailed that one. All right, Peter, so let's talk, right? So the World Cup is in Qatar. Uh, and so, again, if you're not as familiar with soccer, um, they have Group A, Group B, Group C, D, E, F, G, H, right? Four um, All groups filled with four teams, uh, two advanced to the round of 16, uh, and then so on. So it's a, it's a global tournament, like I said. So let, let's start with Group A. Qatar, Ecuador, Sengal, and the Netherlands. So, Peter, I'll read you the odds about who is going to win Group A. Ah, uh, the Netherlands are favored at minus two eighty, uh, followed by Senegal at plus four fifty, Ecuador at plus five hundred, and then the host country Qatar at plus a thousand. So, Peter, who wins Group A? Isn't
0: that a disrespect to Qatar? Like, holy crap! I mean,
1: I will say the reason Qatar is in it and stuff like that is if you're a host country, you know, automatic,
0: you're automatically in. Oh, that's good to know. Uh I mean, I'm gonna pick. I'll pick the Netherlands. I'll I'll pick Chalk for this one.
1: Good pick, Peter. Good pick. I was thinking you were – I thought you for sure you were going to pick Sengal. Uh, I like the Netherlands, too, at minus 280. I think this group is probably going to be a layup for the Dutch. Absolutely. All right, moving. Group B, Peter. Uh, England, Wales, Iran, and the U.S. So this is a really interesting group. So um, I think this is – Group B is a group in which if you're a casual soccer fan, you're going to recognize a lot of – Players, Gareth Bale, of course, is Wales, England, Harry Kane, USA, of course, there's a lot of guys there, Matt Turner, Christian Puslik, like there's a a, a lot of names. So I'll read you the odds. England is favored at minus 280, Uh, then the U.S. and Wales are at plus 500, and then Iran is at plus 1600. Peter, who you got in Group B?
0: So I will tell you for sure it's not the U.S. because this ain't the uh, U.S. women's team, but I'm going to pick Wales because I actually know who Christian Bale is. Or- Who
1: are you picking Wales? Interesting. Peter, I think the U.S. is going to be pretty good this year. I do, but I'm not going to pick them to win Group B. No way.
0: They don't even... They're not that good, are no, they? I
1: think this, yeah, this year, I think they have some... I'll tell you what, I think they'll be the second team in Group B. I think they move on. I like England. I'm picking chalk here at minus 280. I think they're a safe bet. I think Harry Kane and company gets the job done in Group B. But I think this is going to be a fun one because Wales is... A, uh, they, Wales will make some noise. All right, Peter, let's move on to Group C. Uh, This one, again, has a Name that everyone's familiar with, uh, Argentina, of course. Uh, Leo Messi plays for Argentina, so we have Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Argentina is favored at minus 250, uh, Poland at plus 400, Mexico at plus 450, and then Saudi Arabia at plus 2200. We so, have- I
0: mean, don't get mad, but I think Messi is better than Ronaldo, so I'm gonna pick Argentina. I think he's the best player in the world, but don't, it's- don't, uh, don't sleep on Poland, okay. I agree. I agree. They don't sleep their, on Poland. They got their story. They got their all the momentum. I think they're going to. Well, nice. I mean, first off, the Poland. I mean, uh, Russia killed two people on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're just picking them because of. Uh, yeah, no, but I'll uh, pick
0: Argentina to win because okay. of Messi.
1: I agree with you, Peter. I'm going to go Argentina minus 250, but I agree with you. Poland, uh, don't sleep on Poland at plus 400. But this is Messi's last World Cup. They're going to rally around him. I think he wins. Oh, really? Is he retiring? so world cups every 4 years so messi is i think 36 right now um and he's already announced this is his last world cup he's 35 right now uh so he officially announced this is his last Old world or ronaldo. cup ronaldo he's older i believe he's 37 but ronaldo has not said this is his last world cup but i it's it's likely but i think ronaldo might end up if ronaldo might end up playing another one he's he has a shot so see. All right, Group D, Peter. Uh, this is uh, this is one I think uh, a lot of people are probably going to pick chalk, but we'll see. Uh, France is favored in Group D at minus two twenty five. Then it is Denmark at plus two twenty five, and then Tunisia is is that did I, did I pronounce that right? Tunisia, right? I think so.
0: Oh, you're just like your brother. It's Tanzania.
1: It's Tanzania. Yeah.
0: Your brother Tons- did that, too. Must be did the same he- pronunciation, the Pombo Hasselhoff.
1: I guess so. Tanzania at plus 1,600, and then Australia at plus 2,500. Peter, who you got here in Group D?
0: Yeah, I'll be France. I mean, when in doubt, pick a European team. I don't know if Denmark- Denmark's in Europe. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if Denmark's any good. I, I've heard of a few French players. I'll tell you for certain, it is not going to be Australia. Like, what are <laughs> they doing?
1: I agree with you. I'm taking France. I'm taking France in this. All right, Peter, moving on to Group E. All right, Peter, Group E is... This one's a little bit, uh, I think, this one's a little bit tougher, in my opinion. Uh, so, Spain is favored to win this group at minus 115, followed by Germany at plus 115, then Japan at plus 1,000, and Costa Rica at plus 5,000. Who you got?
0: So, Germany's won, like, th- three years ago, or... Just... Three World Cups ago? yeah. Yes, like Germany's they're usually been... pretty good. I mean, yeah. I'll pick Germany plus one fifteen. I don't know. How good Spain. Spain is probably pretty good though.
1: I'm taking Germany. I agree with you. Germany's been on a little bit of a low the last like four to six years, but I think they come out of it. I like them here. All right, Group F. Uh, this one, Peter. Ooh, I'm ready for your pick here. Uh, Belgium is favored at minus one ninety, uh, followed by Croatia plus two hundred, then Morocco plus eight fifty, and then Canada plus a thousand.
0: All right. Well, I don't want to pick chalk. And I don't want to pick the coldest country in the world. So I'm going to pick Morocco because it's a Morocco wow. and it's going to be fun. No, why? You wanted me to pick Canada? I'm not. How did Canada. You? I
1: thought you were going to pick Canada. I'm taking Belgium at 190. Belgium's a, Belgium's a wagon. Don't sleep on Belgium. That's all I'm saying.
0: I hope we get free waffles if they win. Holy crap. That'd be cool.
1: Group G, Peter, coming towards the end here. Brazil is favored at minus 300, followed by Switzerland at plus 550, Serbia plus 650, and then Cameroon plus 1200.
0: So this will go into my another pick of mine later, but uh since Brazil won last year. Old, four years ago. And how does, did they win four years ago? I thought they or they made the final or something. They were pretty good.
1: They yeah. were. They No
0: way I just pulled up.
1: No, France won. Yeah, France beat Croatia.
0: Yeah. Oh well, they're they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brazil won in my heart. So i I'm gonna pick Brazil. All
1: right, boom. All right, last but not least, Peter, this one we have a lot of uh, rooting interest for this one, me and you both. Group H, Portugal is favored at minus 145, Uruguay at plus 185, Ghana at plus 1,000, and South Korea at plus 1,100.
0: What disrespect to South Korea. All right, listen, it's going to be Portugal minus 145. I know, I mean, out of principle, I'll pick South Korea plus 1,100. Do they have any chance to beat? You they had, play as a second spot.
1: If you're drafting the teams, right? You're d- drafting. There's a player in South Korea that you might pick like second or third overall. Like they have one really good player. Oh not nice. because like
0: obviously they're good at baseball, but I don't think they're good at anything else.
1: Yeah, they have this really good player. So who you picking? You picking? Who you picking? I'll South pick, Korea for uh, fun?
0: Yeah, just just for the for, meme. Yeah, but I'm
1: just obviously Ronaldo is Ronaldo. So I'm taking Portugal, but I'm afraid of Uruguay. Sure. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I am afraid of Uruguay. Uruguay scares the hell out of me. Uruguay knocked them out of the World Cup in 2000. uh, What year was it? 18. Uruguay scares me. Uh, That that team does. Does Portugal
0: play South Korea at all?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, they're in their group, so they're going to play each team from their group.
0: Oh, nice. We're going to get beef whenever. Portugal's
1: first game is on Thanksgiving at 11 a.m. against um, Ghana, I believe. Wow. So get ready for it, Peter.
0: Pombo Household. you're gonna have some turkey. Oh Peter, some it's some a salt.
1: great it's it's a great day. And the Pats play at night. Oh, they did. yeah, you're right. Oh that that parlay, Peter. There it is. <laughs> Writes itself. All right. So uh let's talk a little bit about players, player awards specifically. Let's start off with Peter on award called the Golden Ball. Uh it's awarded to the best player. Um, so whoever is the best player, uh, not necessarily the um Leading goal scorer, but the best player. So who you got, Peter?
0: So I'm I'm high in Brazil. So and I actually know who this is. So uh, I'm gonna pick Neymar at plus nine hundred. As oh. a caveat, I did not want to pick Messi, and I did not want to pick Ronaldo.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I I can't really uh I can't really hate on you there. All right, Peter, I am gonna go with I'm gonna go with Harry Kane at plus sixteen hundred. Uh, he uh, he's somebody that I feels like. He's on the world stage and I think he's gonna really take advantage here. I like him at plus sixteen hundred. I like to retract my pick.
0: The who? I'll, I'll, I like to retract my pick. I'm picking uh Gabriel Jesus. You can't go against Jesus. Come on. Plus thirty five hundred. Is he even well, good?
1: I mean, Peter, so what team did you say is uh the team you're going with? I believe he's Brazil. If I yeah, he's yeah, yeah I'm he plays for Brazil.
0: Oh nice. So Neymar and Jesus.
1: So, so who's your who who wins that award? Neymar but
0: No, I'm. I'll retract that. I'm picking Jesus.
1: Okay. All right. So moving on to the Golden Glove, which is awarded to the best goalie of the tournament. Who you got, Peter? Oh,
0: oh, all right. So this ain't. This isn't like a goal scorer, so I can't fake my way. And I'm not picking Chalk. So let's see. I'm gonna pick. Oh, I'm gonna pick Woj. 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 yeah, Woj is in the tournament, I guess. Plus 6,500. Wo- Woj Sikaniski.
1: Where am I looking here? That's the
0: Golden Glove.
1: Oh, 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 I, 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 I see. I'll pick you, Woj. I, I think he is, I'm not even sure what country, Peter. We'll find out together. He is the goalie for oh, give Poland, me. right? Oh, give me- Hell yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, right up, Peter. Right, you think Poland's going to make some noise? Who's
0: Diego Costa? I actually might know who that
1: is. Uh, he's an older goalie. He's been around for a bit. All right, that's probably how. Okay. All right, I am going to go with Manel Neuer. Uh, he's somebody that pro- you probably have heard his name out there in Germany at plus nine hundred. I'm going with him.
0: Who's Allison and uh, Ederson? That doesn't have their last names. What's up with that?
1: So sometimes in like. Countries like Brazil and stuff, they go by like uh, one name. Fair. Stuff like that. All right, Peter. And the last award that we are going to get to is the top goal scorer. So, who you got?
0: This, I'm going to just make you happy. I'm going to pick Ronaldo plus 1,600.
1: Wow. Thanks, man. I'm going to go with Lukaku, who is plus 2,200 from Belgium. Wow, I, you're I, not
0: picking Ronaldo?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm picking Lukaku with plus 2,200. Is he right Anybody from? Belgium. Belgium. Oh. All right, Peter. So, who wins the 2022 World Cup?
0: All right, let's see. It's not going to be the USA, and it's not going to be English. Should I just pick? Oh, what is that? Uh, South Korea is not even on this list. That's, <laughs> That's uncool. I was going to do that out of spite. But I'm going to pick Poland, wherever they are, unless they're not even on this list. No,
1: they're on it. Poland is um plus. 15000 15 all right yeah i'll i'll pick poland i guess all righty i'm going to go with peter i, I mean I, I i think about going chalk here but i'm not going to do it i'm going to go england plus 850 i think the english finally get the w here so and they've been known pick... to be chokers for a long time so
0: you're not going to pick portugal huh i'm not no no
1: does Are that you going to bet him? that
0: though bet who portugal just out of principle
1: i i'm i, I might i might i get a week to that's I some decent it's... odds, I guess. Yeah, it is some decent odds, but I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see where the team is at. I mean, 2016 they won the European title. I don't know if they're going to be able to win the World Cup here. We'll see.
0: All right, so Korea faces Portugal on December second. Oh, that's a fro. Jason, that's a Friday at 8 p.m. So like, oh, I don't think it's 8
1: p.m. 8 p.m. in Qatar, dude. I think. A- 8
0: p.m. Oh wait, is that E2? Yeah, I think it's
1: at like 2 p.m. here.
0: Oh, all right, never mind. Yeah, sorry, Peter. Oh well, that's that's our soccer segment. Oh dude. well, that's
1: our soccer. All right, Peter. Five questions, not about football. Is it my turn? Your turn? Whose turn is it?
0: It doesn't matter. I have some questions, but you can go if you want to.
1: Okay, I I, I had a question sent in by a fan.
0: Oh, all right then. Let I me. Mean, I gotta
1: pull it up from Dylan. Why do oh, you hate tour so much? No, no, this is a, from Dylan of Cheap Talk Wrestling. All right, Peter. So this is a question Dylan saw on TikTok. He says, what NBA franchise has the lowest winning percentage of all time? Oh, this is like a trivia. Yeah, it's what he had. Yeah, this is a question.
0: So is this like NBA all, of all time? Yes. All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with like the Orlando Magic or something.
1: Ooh, okay. you were. You, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a good guess, though. So my when he originally asked me this. My original guess was the Sacramento Kings. And that wasn't the right answer either. The right answer is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh,
0: I was trying to think of who's the newest um, thing.
1: Timberwolves have been around since 19, I think like 90. Yeah, 1989, 1990. But still, like, you forget how bad they were even when Kevin Garnett was there. And That was a good question sent in by Dylan. I got to give Dylan the shout out on that one. All right, Peter. So question two. So Michigan State and Gonzaga. Uh, so on November 11th uh, for Veterans Day. Uh, they played uh, on the armed for they played for the armed forces classic, right? And on the armed forces classic, right, because of Veterans Day, they played the game legitimately practically like in the water on like an like an army base sort of thing. On a naval base, I should say. It was on an aircraft carrier uh, for the United States Navy. Uh there was the crew the fans were three uh thirty five hundred sailors. Uh and it was a it was a cool environment, Peter. I don't know if you're looking at pictures or what, but
0: Yeah, that's so cool. I've never seen that before.
1: Okay, so for let's stick to college basketball. Where do you think would be a super cool place to host a game like that, of that magnitude, or something like that, something different? Don't say like the moon. I don't. That's actually. Can you
0: do that? No, that because that was the get funky. Who knows? Can you do it like on a cruise ship?
1: Yeah, but that's kind of what they just did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a good answer. And let me go back to that. I'll think okay.
1: Okay. All right. Question three, Peter. Uh, What is your favorite sea animal? Sea animal, the
0: blue yes. whale. Why? Oh, you know why. Simple as that. You know why. You know how much uh stuff it produces. Oh, yeah.
1: Good. Good one, Peter. Very, very clever. All right. Question four. That's a Peter.
0: Bo Sox question right there. That's a Bo Sox what? answer, actually. Did I steal it from Bo
1: Sox? I didn't. No, that's to. a
0: Bo Sox answer, right? There.
1: Okay. Question four, Peter. The Walking Dead reached its uh pretty much as its, its end, right? I don't think I've asked you this question before, but if you were directing the the Walking Dead movies, right? So I, they're doing movies, right? They are not doing movies. They're not doing movies
0: No, Rick, Rick's getting a show. now. with Michelle. Okay, well, pre-
1: pretend they're doing a movie, and you were cast to direct it. What is the plot?
0: Would it be after
1: the show? Yeah, it's your movie.
0: So, assuming that, like. Wait, is it gonna be after the spin-off? You
1: tell me you're the director.
0: Alright, so I'll probably so Daryl's gonna help uh someone try to get Rick back. Probably Michonne. And then I gotta kill off Carol somehow. I hope she dies on Sunday. I really do. I really do. I I, I think it's just gonna be just where Rick went.
1: So you're that's that's the plot of it, where Rick Rhymes goes. Yeah. Or where is he where is he going, I should say.
0: Is where did Michonne go? And
1: that's cool. Or you can well, do okay. a
0: whole spinoff of how Daryl wakes up in stupid Europe. Stupid.
1: He's he's in Europe now.
0: The spinoff show is going to be in Europe, yeah. How do you get to Europe? I don't. I don't know. Interesting. With no airplanes and no boats.
1: <laughs> no idea. Okay, Peter. Whatever then. All right. Okay. Question five and the final question, Peter. We're going to go to uh, the NBA. Uh, I feel like I've asked you a lot of Lakers and Nets questions, Peter. Recently, so I'm going to go a, a just a, just a little bit different here. So the Celtics right now they currently, as we record this, have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Right, they sit at 11 and three. And the Bruins have the best record right now in hockey. Um, which team is more likely to win their title in their respected sports? The Bruins or the Celtics?
0: So it's probably the Celtics because I think they have more star power up top. I know the Bruins have Marshawn and stuff, but there's there was no expectations for this team, like, at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they have the best record in hockey, and they're perfect at home, assuming that everything goes well.
1: I also think that the Celtics benefit from, like you said, the star power, and I think the sport itself. It's superstar-driven. The NHL, I don't want to say it's more of like a crapshoot, but it's more... Um, yeah, that's well,
0: why I hockey playoffs but... are the best. Anything yeah. can happen.
1: All right, Fun fact, I'm
0: going to the game on Saturday. Nice. And that's a. I'm pretty sure that's the next time they play at home. So if they uh lose at home, you know what?
1: Yeah, they haven't lost at home, right? They're nine and zero at home.
0: Yeah, they're nine and zero. They're eleven and one in general.
1: Yeah. Look at that, huh? Yeah, right, good
0: old Boston Patriots are in the playoffs. Bruins are in first place. The Celtics are in first place, and the Red Sox are gonna let go of <laughs> both of their players. Nine All
1: right, Peter. So another great week here. So next week, uh. We can talk a little bit about the World Cup. We can get into NFL playoff scenarios because it'll be that time of year. And uh, maybe we'll get some hot stove news and updates on Major League Baseball.
0: Yeah, right. But go go, Korea, everyone. Stay hot.